name a teammate that you think you can get a hit off of. I have no idea. I'll go, I'll go Clayton Beater. When's the last time you swung, by the way? Senior year of high school. So no. you want your first at bat in five, six years to be against Clayton Beater. <laughs> that seems like a recipe for a disaster. It probably <laughs> is. You are Locked On Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making us your first listen every day. I'm Stacey Gotsoulias. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB and they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti style tumbler with every order. With me as always is my producer, Steve Granato. Steve, happy Friday. Happy Friday, indeed. It is a happy Friday. Of course, you know it's Fan Mail Friday. That's coming up later on in the show. But we know why you click this. We know why you're watching and listening. Richard Fitz is here today to talk with us. We had a great conversation with him. I don't want to bury the lead. I don't want to do nothing. Let's just go ahead and get right to it. This is the number eight prospect in the Yankee system, right-handed pitcher Richard Fitz. Thanks for joining us, man. Wanted to start with uh, some fun in the offseason. Getting hitched uh, back in December. Congratulations, first and foremost. But how's that been going, man? Especially now, first season in baseball with a wife. I know that's always a juggling act. Yeah, it's been great. Uh, We were very excited to get married, and we're from the same hometown, so everything went super smooth with the wedding. And uh, she was actually teaching uh, for the first part of the season, but now that the school year's over, she's fully traveling with me. So it's it's really nice to actually feel like a, a married man having my wife on the road with me. So. It's been really good having her around and been pitching a little bit better the past couple of weeks since she's been here. So we've been messing around that she's my good luck charm. <laughs> I know that like I, I was with the rail riders last season uh, in the radio booth with them. So you kind of get that. That was the first time I'd been to AAA. Obviously, I know you're in double A this year, but like this is I think this is the level of what you start getting. Oh, this is like real life. Like you're, you're traveling with families. I remember Rob Brantley's carrying his kids around every day. Yeah. And we're just like, oh, this is very, very real. Absolutely. Now, speaking of the season, you just said that it's picked up since your wife joined you, but how is your season going? It's going well. Uh, the biggest thing for me is I'm staying healthy. That's what I'm super excited about. That's what I'm always going to be happy about is, is health. And uh, if I can pitch well on top of that and develop every single week, then everything's going well. And right now I'm feeling like I, I've hit a stride where I'm starting to, to figure out some things. And that really excites me for what the future holds. Yeah, I know that you had worked a lot uh, down in the complex in Tampa, like kind of developing your pitches. Like what what was that experience like? I mean, obviously, an Auburn guy, I know that's a big school and I know they take this stuff very, very seriously. But what was it like for you to kind of go from, you know, NCAA development to pro development, especially with the Yanks? Uh, well, going from college to to the Yankees was uh, was very eye opening. We did a lot of things at Auburn that were awesome and uh, I thought we were doing the most. Uh, then I got to got to the Yankees, and my horizons completely changed. Uh, so it was basically like drinking water through a fire hose uh, at the start because I just didn't know everything. But I'm starting to learn. Uh, and as I understood the concepts, everything kind of just went from there. So it's been really cool uh, being with the Yankees. They they have a lot of smart people that can kind of kind of edge you along as you don't quite know the vocabulary and everything like that but once you do it 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 really helps guys develop and i've seen it just in my game uh really move forward even two years after being out of college 
Yeah, you're working with Sam Breend, obviously. How, how much are you guys in contact? Because, I mean, at the AAA level, we're seeing it. You know, he's kind of coming by every now and then and working uh, directly with the players. And and honestly, that guy's brain is is insane, like his encyclopedia. of just He knew a scouting report on any player. Uh, it was really incredible. So, like, what's it like? How much contact, especially when you're, like, with Tampa or you're with Hudson Valley and you know, you're only there for a second, but, like, how much contact are you having with Sam Breen? We have a good bit of contact. He's here uh, every couple of months in person, but we're able to, to communicate with him whenever we want. Uh, I mean, he's here to, to help us get better. And if if I need to shoot him a text and ask him what's going on or how I need to work on something like that, I can either talk through uh, Crawford, our pitch coach here, or I can talk to him directly. So it's, it's a really good system that we have going on here. One of the storylines going on in double-A ball is the tact baseball, the pre-tact baseball. You've had plenty of success this season. So has that been, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say an issue, but like what's that been like to have to work with that tact ball? Has it been a bit of a trial and error? You know, honestly, I haven't really noticed. Uh, there's some balls that you kind of get that are a little bit more tacky or a little bit more just kind of rubbed up. And then there's some that aren't as rubbed up and, uh, it's kind of just pitcher uh, preference from that point. You know, I like kind of a more more new baseball that I can kind of just feel the leather on it, not necessarily feel the dirt on it. So uh, I haven't felt much of a difference in the pre-tack balls. I, if I'm being completely honest, I honestly didn't even know we were doing the pre-tack balls in our lead. But uh, so, but we're working with whatever we can just to try and do uh, the best that we can in game and in, our, in the development side too. Mentioned Auburn. You went to the College World Series as a freshman. Can you name one thing about that experience that you remember the most? So uh, a little background of that is my brother played at Mississippi State in 2013, where they went to the College World Series final. And I got to go there, and I was 13 years old, and it was the coolest thing I'd ever been a part of because I was just sitting in the stands watching my brother pitch. And he played for Mississippi State, and then game one, of us being in the World Series with Auburn, we played Mississippi State. And it was the night game. There were 25,000 people there at least. It was packed out. Biggest crowd I've ever pitched in front of. And it's pitching against Mississippi State. So that was a really cool experience. Uh, that's something I'll never forget. I'll never forget standing on the mound and trying to just not jump up and down, not go crazy. Because uh, it was really cool. And uh, getting, I got a double play like with one pitch and uh, went crazy and everybody went nuts. So it was a lot of fun and uh, really cool going against a team that I watched in the world series just a few years before that. What was like, so I, I, like I said, I was with the rail riders last season. I'm here in California. So I drove back after the season was over and I stopped in Omaha, Omaha. And one of the things that kind of surprised me was uh, maybe this is kind of a knock on Nebraska. I'm sorry, but I, the food was really, really good. And there was a lot of like really good healthy food options. I was actually surprised because you're traveling a lot and you kind of eat like bad fried food and stopping at Burger King and stuff. What what was the spread like in Omaha? Like, do they feed the NCAA guys right? Oh, yeah, it was great. It was uh, I was trying all kinds of stuff, which my wife uh, thinks I only eat the same foods all the time. But I actually got to try a few things, had a couple steaks, that kind of stuff. Uh, that was the first time I tried like body armor because they were uh, they were a sponsor for that. So uh, it was a really cool experience and uh, just getting to try the new things, being in a new place. It's a lot of fun playing the same game that we play all every day, uh, just in a new place. 
Yeah, for sure. Do you do you uh, do you still keep up with Auburn? Are you still watching NCAA ball? I know obviously you guys are playing and stuff, but uh, do you have a pick uh, for this for this College World Series? Who's going to go deep? Oh, I don't know. There's a, there's some good teams, and it's really fun to watch it. I was watching Auburn, hoping they would hoping they would get through their regional, and unfortunately they didn't. They've got a they've got a good team, and uh, just couldn't quite make it this year. But I was rooting for them the whole time, and. Uh, but they've got some good SEC teams in there, so I kind of root for the SEC, hoping they can kind of pull it out because you know, everybody wants to hate on the SEC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that uh, not in the SEC, but that Stanford Super Regional oh. was maybe one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, especially in a super. Um, hey, so this is where we're talking a lot, a little bit about college. So, in preparation of this, full disclosure, you know, I'm I'm trying to find everything I can find on Richard Fitz. I found your LinkedIn account. Okay. And and so this is a weird thing. There's there's been a couple of experiences I've had with players in LinkedIn where I've seen players like, let's say for argument's sake, list pitcher at Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh it'll and they'll they'll put like a full resume kind of line for for their LinkedIn. Your LinkedIn was basically empty. It just yes. said, you know, business student at Auburn. So that leads me to believe was that a homework assignment? It was. It was. It was 2020 whenever everything was online and it was build your LinkedIn account. And I, I dove in. I tried to put everything that I could. But as a as an athlete, a student athlete, I had absolutely no work experience. Uh, I have updated my resume, though, not my LinkedIn account, but my actual resume. And I, I do have that pitch for the New York Yankees minor league system, <laughs> that kind of stuff. So uh, if I need a job in the offseason, I've got that kind of that going for me but my linkedin is not the place to look <laughs> now see okay so they tell you right when you make your linkedin account or whatever you make a resume that says you know put like actual numbers like oh if you're like a social media manager you know i increased engagement by 15 percent. like are you putting that on your resume where you're saying i increased fastball velocity by three miles an hour <laughs> i'm not but i might need to that's a good idea <laughs> Yeah, you got to have sure, like the actual there. analytical the spin rate went up by 150 <laughs> revolutions. Yeah, I think that's uh, start making that pitch. Just start spreading that through the clubhouse. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by one of our newest sponsors, Bird Dogs. You guys have heard me talk about Bird Dogs a couple of times already. They're the best place to buy men's shorts and pants that come in with a built-in liner. It's perfect for the summer. It's starting to heat up a little bit. You're going to need some new shorts to walk around town, to go to the beach, to go to the pool. Bird Dogs has your back. I've been wearing my first couple of pairs that they sent to me, and I really like them. I've been wearing them whenever I get out, and it's not cloudy in California. They're super comfortable, they're versatile, and they're cheaper than other reputable brands. And of course, Locked On Yankees listeners have the opportunity to get some free stuff when you go to birddogs.com. Of course, they have a ton of different styles. You're definitely going to find the right fit for you. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. And when you enter that promo code locked on MLB, they're going to throw in a free Yeti style tumbler with every single order. Yes, every single order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on MLB. Do it. We're going to go ahead and do some rapid fire. So what we're going to do is uh, I'm going to toss a couple of questions your way. Stacey's going to toss a couple of questions your way. And obviously it's rapid fire. Answer them as see as you see fit. You ready for this? Let's do it. All right. First one. Uh, name a pitch that you wish you could throw. Ooh, a knuckleball. Hmm. 
Yeah. Or screwball. Or screwball. Like a knuckleball is fun for catch play, like just messing around with the guys. But I don't want to hit our catchers in the face because they would hate me after that. But a <laughs> screwball would be really cool to throw, making it go the other way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what never fails to make you laugh? Uh, dad jokes. <laughs> I heard that. I heard on a on a Somerset <laughs> TikTok that you're like the dad joke guy. I try to be. I try to. I try to make guys laugh. Try to bring some joy to the to the clubhouse as much as I can. Uh, speaking of that clubhouse, name a teammate that you think you can get a hit off of, and be careful. <laughs> I have no idea. I would say myself because I know I'm throwing a fastball to myself. Uh, I'll go. I'll go Clayton Beater, just because. I'd, I want to stand in the box against him. He's a great, great competitor. We're competing against each other every day. Uh, we're similar kind of guys throwing a fastball uh, over, the, like, overhead and stuff like that. And that's somebody I want to step in the box and hopefully I can get a hit out of, off of him. When's the last time you swung, by the way? Senior year of high school. And my last at-bat, my last at-bat that I ever had was a base hit, so. So, so, you, want, right so you want your first at bat in five, six years to be against Clayton Beater. That seems like a recipe for a disaster. It probably is. <laughs> and I'll probably swing and miss three times, but that's okay. That's okay. Just get the bat off the shoulder. That's all you got to do. Absolutely. Okay. What's the best ride at Disney World? Uh, I'm a ginormous Star Wars fan. So anything in the Galaxy's Edge is fantastic i love the smugglers run the han solo uh millennium falcon ride that was my favorite i loved it uh it's not necessarily one of those like roller coaster style rides but definitely definitely that one i think they call that like an experience or whatever yeah like star wars experience <laughs> yeah uh what's the last show you binge watched Ooh, uh so me and my wife have been watching uh, a show called the, the neighborhood it's pretty good it's a uh, I can't, I can't, it has Cedric the Entertainer in it. Uh, okay. It's got the, it's got Schmidt from New Girl in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My mom watches that show. Yeah. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, we, we, try, we try and find some feel good shows to watch. Uh, yeah. Just right after games, try and decompress a little bit. So for sure. Uh, what's the last movie you watched? Star Wars, The Phantom Menace. Uh, my roommate is Tyler Hardman and he has never seen the Star Wars movies. So we started watching uh, all of them, and we just started with episode one uh, two days ago. So you you started with Phantom Menace. You didn't go chronological. Well, I guess that is chronological. But yeah, like, like technically that's chronological. You didn't go yeah. hope and then on. Yeah, we. I thought about it, but then my wife actually just made the ex executive decision. Hey, we're starting with episode one. I was like, okay, all right, all right. Get to meet Anakin right off the bat. That way, nothing's Absolutely. a surprise. Um, <laughs> What is it? Oh, yeah. What what song is on repeat right now? What are you listening to? Oh, uh, anything the weekend, probably. So my my most listened to song last year was Less Than Zero by the weekend. I'm still kind of riding that song. It's really good. Uh, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. That's a good one. Song I like choice. to I like to throw it around in different directions, but usually just the weekend. I was going to say, I'm like, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. I remember that song from when I was a kid because I'm old. So that's, that's, I, I think that's cool that you listen <laughs> to that. Now it's a throwback, stuff. Stace. It's a throwback now. Yeah, well, I know. Um, if you could strike out any player dead or alive, who is it? Ooh, that's a great question. Uh, 
strikeout. Ooh, I don't know. I think uh, Hank Aaron would be a really, really cool thing. Uh, one of the greatest hitters ever to live and play baseball, but also from Alabama. So yeah, I was gonna say your Alabama that connection job. right there. <laughs> uh, plus, it'd just be really cool to to face somebody like that. Oh yeah, you keep that baseball for sure. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you've been in there. You've been in Somerset for a little bit now. What's the best thing to eat in Somerset? Ooh. I don't know. I've been, I've been, uh, I've been getting some pizza, had some good pizza. Uh, I don't know many of the places names around here. I've kind of been trying everything. So, uh, but I've had a good steak. I've had some good pizza. Those are probably my two, two things that I've had that are really good here. Nice. Two very solid choices. Absolutely. My (laughs) go-tos for sure. Yeah. What's the best thing to eat in your hometown of Helena, Alabama? Ooh, so it's a little bit smaller of a town. It's growing uh, more and more. So a few uh, fast food restaurants have moved in. But we have this one uh, place. It's owned by my old middle school basketball coach. He owns this little uh, like grill in deli. And he has this burger. It's called the Husky Burger. And it's two eight-ounce uh, eight patties loaded up with cheese, bacon, whatever you want on there. And it is phenomenal. The place is called The Depot. It's a, it's a hometown favorite for sure. That's a lot of meat, man. Absolutely. That's a lot, that's a lot of meat. Yeah. Uh, last one, Richard. Who's the best pitcher in Somerset this season? Ooh, uh, so we started off with Will Warren. He was really good. Great teammate. Great pitcher. And then we got Beater now here, too. Uh, or we've had beer the whole time. Him and Yogo, I would say, are probably our, our two best guys. You know, just Gomez. Uh, it's really fun to watch them pitch every week. Uh, they're guys that I'm trying to compete with every single day to uh, be better than or vice versa, that kind of stuff. So it's a lot of fun having those guys around because we can, uh, like me and Beater, are having a, a velo competition right now, trying to see who, who can throw the hardest this week. So, uh, if you see us kind of breaking our necks a little bit to look at the at the scoreboard after a strikeout or something, you'll know why. <laughs> so you answered everything right, Richard, except for the last one. You're supposed to say me. <laughs> well, I want to be the best, and that's something I'm striving to be. But I'm looking at I'm looking at the best in other guys, and uh, the best in those guys are what I want to be. So awesome, man. Well, hey, man, thanks so much for joining us. This was a whole bunch of fun. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was this was great. I enjoyed it. Many thanks to Richard Fitz for joining the show. That was awesome, man. He is uh, a, the sweetest guy on, on the planet. He really is. I was uh, pleasantly surprised at how, not, I shouldn't say how engaging he was. He was just so into it. I was so happy that we got him because he was a great yeah. interview. He was willing to answer everything and just, you know, really nice about it. It was great. Yeah. Many thanks to everybody at the Somerset uh, Media Department for helping out, by the way, set that up. That was a whole bunch of fun. Let us know which player you want to hear from next, and we will try to get them on the show. Hey, it's Fan Mail Friday. You guys already know that. Let's go ahead and jump into our first question here. This is coming from Jaime Cervantes 9533 saying, is Harrison Bader playing this week? Should Peraza be called up because Matt Crook has not pitched an inning? Stace, we're anticipating Matt, uh, pardon me, Harrison Bader getting called up from Somerset to play on Friday. Who do you think the move will be, the corresponding move? Huh. I'm trying to think of the guys who were there because, um, you know, uh, I don't think they'll get rid of Bowers, right? Because he no, needs to play. 
Yeah. Leave them no options. I'm thinking Oswaldo. Maybe. Yeah, he might. Yeah. And he might actually be in AAA a little longer this time instead of, you know, five seconds. But like the if last he time. he was ever even there anyway. Yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't even think he was even there. Um, But yeah, he's... Bader went 0 for 4 in Somerset. Not that that matters, but he'll be at Fenway. He should be fine. And just even having him there is so much better than not having him there. Yeah. So I anticipate that. Uh, Peraza be called up uh, over Matt Crook. The Yankees cannot do that. Right. Yankees' current roster is at 13 pitchers. They cannot have more than 13 pitchers. So it would have to be a corresponding defensive player move in order to get Peraza up to the majors, which I do not foresee happening. Uh, I don't know if Matt Crook's going to pitch. I He deserves <laughs> it, man. We talked about it yesterday, but man, he does. Just, come on, man. Get Matt Crook into a game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jaime Cervantes, thanks for checking in with a question here today. Uh, really appreciate it. Of course, we just talked about Peraza a couple of days ago. I will leave that link in the episode description if you want to hear more about Oswald's development and what uh, Emily Messina has seen out of him this season. I'll leave that in the episode description. Uh, we're going to take a quick breather. Uh, you can catch the Red Sox series, of course, starting tonight on Sirius XM. We have more questions from you guys coming up. Make your way to FanDuel because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's $2,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. FanDuel has great promotions every day, so there's always something new every time you hop in. The app is safe and secure, so you never have to worry about your money or winnings disappearing. And FanDuel will pay you instantly whenever you want your earnings. There's no better place to bet all the action this baseball season than America's number one sports book. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official sports betting partner of the NBA. Back now on Locked On Yankees. Hey, more fan mail questions for you guys. Don't forget, coming up on Monday, by the way, Miners Monday. You guys already know the drill. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss that episode. Again, more questions coming your way. This one coming from our good friend Sejin Nuzzi, who has checked in on a handful of vacations this season. Hello again. Uh, <laughs> saying, wow, for the last 50 games, Sagashioka has been batting well above 300. Who should be full-time catcher for the rest of the season? Higgy or Trevino? Or should they play them like 50-50? What do you think? Stace, we just talked about this on yesterday's show, the catching situation in New York. We didn't get into this part of the conversation, though. Who would you pick? Who should play more, Trevi or Higgy? See, the with the catching situation, there's kind of like a dual thing happening there because as much as you'd like your catcher to contribute offensively, it also boils down to how comfortable the pitching staff is with which catcher. And I feel like 50-50 would be fair. I mean, you can't really work out 50-50 if there are an uneven number of games in, in the week. But I feel like it could be that sort of situation for these two guys where one is not way better than the other in either aspect of the game. Um, but I feel like Trevino earned the spot to be starting catcher. So that's his position to lose at this point, but I wouldn't mind if they went to Higgy more. It's kind of either, either one is fine with me at this point. Do you feel sure. that way too? Cause I, I it yeah. doesn't seem like there's I, much not, of a, 
difference? Yeah, I don't think they're, they're vastly different. I, th- I think I'm more in the camp overall, just baseball managerial style, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like to ride the hot hand a little harder than a lot of managers do. Um, for better or worse, I think you ride the hotter hand. If a guy is going well, I think you get him more at bats to try and spur that offense. Yeah. I ride that harder than than most do. So with that being said, I prefer Higgy right now. Uh, Sejinaji, thanks so much for your question. This one coming from Bob Mafucci, great name, one, two, two, three. Uh, this is still in the catcher camp, Stacy. Regarding catchers, what is the time frame for Austin Wells to be MLB ready? Seems like his talent is worth waiting for. In the meantime, the other bats in the lineup need to do their bit. Thank you, Bob, for your question. Stace, uh, remember, Wells is getting his first taste of double-A ball this season. He started the season injured, uh, and then as soon as he got activated from the IL, was like Babe Ruth incarnate. Uh, so great, great to see that. And he's still swinging well, obviously not at the same clip, but he's still a few years away. So yeah. I imagine he's probably going to stay down with um, with the Patriots all season unless something else happens at the major league level where the Yankees need to call back Ben Rortvet. Uh, Rodolfo Duran is doing a nice job behind the plate as well with Scranton Wilkesbury this season. So we'll see if if he does catch fire again and, and sustains it. He may get to AAA this season. I, I wouldn't bank on that. Uh, I, I imagine they'll allow him to stay in AA all season long and then maybe start next year in double a and potentially work up to triple a. So I still put him at two, three years away here before he's super MLB ready, but the Yankees make moves at the catching position, um, you know, and, and need a guy. Austin Wells is not a terrible choice. So we'll see. Thanks Bob for your question. Stacy, this is coming from a newcomer. It's uh, let's go Yanks. This one uh, asking us, uh, I know DJ hit a home run versus the Mets in game one, but do we have a DJ problem? Let's face it. He's been just average for two and a half years. Dare I say below average, at least at the plate. Defense still great, but a few lollipop throws recently from third has me questioning defense too. Stacy, how are you feeling about DJ LeMahieu? I'm sad because he was so great when he first came over and these past couple of seasons have just been a nightmare for him. And I feel like maybe the hitting problem is starting to affect his defense just slightly because we talk about that a lot where when a guy is struggling at the plate, it sometimes just affects his entire game. Um, But I feel like he did pick it up a little bit because he did have that home run, but he also had a double in the second game against the Mets and he was looking a little better at the plate. So maybe this is putting him on an upward trend. Let's hope. Um, but I feel like he also had injury problems and I feel like DJ can get things going. Don't expect 2019 DJ LeMahieu, but I feel like if he gets things going and he's more toward average as opposed to below, it'll be a big boost to the lineup. Yeah. I think you're just looking for league average out of him, especially when Bader is back here in a second. Um, But I also feel like something that's working against DJ is getting him at bats Mm -hmm. because the Yankees are so desperately seeking offense. You can't really wait for somebody to just come around um, as the leaf blower comes directly into Stacey's room. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, you're good. Uh, But uh, so I think that, uh, yeah, you kind of have to, again, ride the hot hand, like how my mentality is when it comes to putting a lineup together. Not that there's anybody that's like drastically better than right. him right now. Um, but, you know, as soon as somebody starts going, you, you got to ride that because you need all the offense you can get. So, And that's that's the that problem, is- right? Because like, who are you going to put at third? Donaldson? Because he's not doing anything offensively right now either. And it's kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pick your yeah. Poison. 
-hmm. Let us know who would you pick right now uh, to play third base in the comment section down below. Thanks for your question. Let's go, Yanks. Uh, this last one is a two-parter, essentially, from two different people essentially asking the same question. Leaf blower, back in action. Uh, so let's <laughs> Stace, just mute yourself. Uh, okay, here, I'll read this question for you. This is coming from Gold Cool 5 Do you think the Yankees will move on from Luis Severino sooner than later if he doesn't find it quick or continues to get injured? Do you think they still see something in him? And then this one that's essentially the exact same question from Teacher Sama, a good friend of the show. Uh, around a week ago, I mentioned Sevi should be turned into a closer, and you said that he would be angry if his role was changed. But I think that as a professional, you should understand what your limitations are and adapt to your team's need, like Soriano moving to second from second to left fielder DH, or Mariano for himself going from starting pitcher to the best closing pitcher in history. So if Sevi won't accept a change in his role, would you be willing to trade him for another starting pitcher? Stace, let's start with that first half of this. Do you think the Yankees are debating on moving on from Seve? Personally, I'm going, what's the other option? Right. <laughs> you know, and isn't he, he's a free agent after this season, right? So it wouldn't even make sense to do anything until like they could just say at the end of the year, bye, thank you for what you've done for us. Um, go try and do something in free agency. Um, you know, this is four starts of him not being able to control the ball, his velocity's down. This is more than just him hitting the wall. Something is up with him. And yeah, it's kind true. of disturbing to watch. I don't know if it's, you know, I don't know if we're going to find out in two days that he has an injury with the way the Yankees have been handling injuries lately. But, um, you know, I, I've been saying this for three years that I always thought that he could do better as a relief pitcher. But as you said, I feel uh, you feel like he would not accept that role. And I feel the same way, but I feel like the Yankees should also be like, this is what we're doing. This is what you're going to do. We're going to put you in the bullpen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that also just wouldn't bode for well, well for him in getting a free agent contract, right? Right. It's not going from starter to reliever in your last year of a contract. is not exactly uh, a resume line. Yeah. Uh, but so then that, again, that's... when you look at his history, I mean, he hasn't played a full season since, what, 2018? And yeah. what is he going to get on the free agent market at this point with that injury history? And if this, if this keeps going this way, by the way, yeah, he's, he might, he'll probably get a minor league deal. Right. Like, it's not it, – I feel so it's bad no guarantee that he gets a major league contract. There's no yeah. guarantee right now. Because Seve is one um, of those guys when he's on, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, but he's only on for like two starts at a time and then he gets injured and something happens. And it's just, it's such a bummer because there was so much promise when he first came up and it just hasn't panned out the way it was supposed to. Sure. And uh, as far as willing to trade him for another starting pitcher, sure. But what do you get back? Right. Right. Well, that's the problem there. And again, of course, it has to be a major league guy. Yeah, the trade right. savvy for a major league guy because you need that spot in the rotation right now. So mm -hmm. right now, no, that trade is not coming. No one's going to take a flyer on Luis Severino. That's just not going to happen unless no. it's part of a package, right? Take Sevy, but we'll give you Peraza. Austin Wells, you know, whatever, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, that would be more uh, a, a package that's palatable for another club. Mm -hmm. Thank you guys again for all your questions. We love doing Fan Mail Fridays. It's our favorite episodes of the week. So thank you guys for being a part of the show. It's always a great time. You can drop your questions in the comment section as always. And you guys have been flooding so many that we had to pick and choose this week. So uh, if we didn't get to your question, sorry, submit it again uh, or submit a new one for next week and we will consider them. It just we had Richard on today. Sorry. Uh, that's what <laughs> happened this week. Uh, anyway, 
The Red Sox series starts tonight on Sirius XM. Of course, you can always listen to every game on Sirius XM. Coming up Monday, as we mentioned, it's Miners Monday. And, of course, a big announcement from Locked On Yankees. So make sure to hit subscribe and you won't miss it. And that's going to do it for this week's episodes. And for Locked On Yankees, I'm Steve Granato. And I'm Stacey Gatsoulias. We'll see you on Monday.